everybody. Welcome to the Ready Trick with your host, Kay Nicole. So, yeah, it took me like 20 minutes just to even figure out the setup because if you see, the video quality looks better. You're probably wondering why. It's because I'm not recording on my computer today. I'm recording on my phone and you're probably wondering even now. Well, how do you how are you recording on your phone but you're using your microphone? Well, I got an adapter. I could have got a microphone that attached to my phone, but that was another $30 that I wasn't willing to spend considering that this one works perfectly fine. So I just got an adapter and it seems to be working. So you can let me know if this sounds okay. And if you like it, if not, then cool. But yeah, I'm trying something new. I'm just trying to figure out what works for me. So far, this is a decent setup. We'll see how it goes. You should see where how my phone is propped up, by the way, because it looks ridiculous. It's, I don't know. I had to, I had to pretty much become MacGyver today. So, yeah. Yeah. So, if you could see the frustration on my face, well, that's why. And there's a lot of other stuff, uh, homework-wise, but, you know, it is what it is. Not here for that. Also, you guys are probably wondering why I'm not wearing headphones today. Figured... I'm going to see if this works okay without headphones. If it does, cool. If not, I might put it back on. But really, I feel like half the time for, they're for show. <laughs> I'll be honest. I think they're for show half the time. But I will use the microphone because it does make everything sound great. So, yeah. If you don't see the headphones on for a little bit, that's probably why. So, uh, before we get into the episode, just going to go through the usual. So, if you don't care, you can gladly skip ahead. But if you do care then feel free to listen on so number one you guys can uh, support this podcast and me as a creator by donating using the listener support link down below or if you just want to do a one-time payment you can send me some money through my cash app i don't actually remember what my cash app is but it will be down in the description box so feel free to hit me up with some money you know it would be nice to get a little bit of uh flow of cash you know be kind of nice number two this podcast is available on google podcasts apple podcasts spotify youtube and stitcher not that anyone uses stitcher but whatever i think it only matters about the main three so i'm on all the main three so if you're listening to me on any of those platforms then thank you and welcome it's so nice to meet you or virtually meet you I guess. <laughs> so yeah, that's kind of nice. It was funny because I actually just went to a poetry slam like last week, which if you follow me on Instagram, and I'm going to say this right now, follow me on Instagram at K the writer, that is K-A-E the writer. You would have seen that I was at a poetry slam <laughs> up in Kennesaw. And it was funny because uh, the host of it just told me, oh yeah, I was listening to your podcast and it's so good. And I'm like, wow okay thank you so if you're listening to this right now shout out to you and hello uh but it it actually it's so weird because i'm not used to people saying they listen feels like y'all are just i know y'all are real people but like i don't know that you're real people if that makes any sense like i know you're there and i know you're listening but to have somebody directly tell me oh yeah i'm listening to what you're saying it's just like uh, oh I forgot that this is an actual thing. So yeah, that was entertaining to say the least. But that's really it on there. And then the last thing is if you are a self-published author, 
then feel free to sign up for a free book review if you so choose to up to you i'm not offended if you don't but i think it's kind of cool so you can uh sign up using the link down below or you can sign up by going to my blog website thing and clicking the tab and you'll find it right away and if you also want pocket space then i suggest that you email me separately so yeah i think that's all there is to it so if you saw the title I'm assuming you're interested, which is why you even clicked on this, but I felt compelled to do an episode about 21 things I've learned in my 21 years of living. So I felt it would be applicable. Not only have I just learned a lot of lessons recently, but it just in general, but um, I actually got this idea from a YouTuber I watch. Her name is Trinity. Uh, I totally recommend her if you're really into like spiritual shit. She just released a short film and in that short film, she was going through 22 things she learned in her 22 years. And I said, wow, that's such a good idea. And it just resonated with me so hard in that moment. Like I really was like legit tearing up. It just resonated with me. So then I just felt called to just do this episode. So super excited i originally had something else planned but i'm probably gonna save it for the week after not this not next week because i have another episode planned next week which if you haven't already go vote on what you want to learn about uh for next week because i'm doing a writing related episode so i'll even make a poll on here for spotify if you choose to vote but um i'm trying to decide if i want to do an episode about plot dialogue um my writing process and I think the last option was characters but don't quote me I don't remember what the other one was but it was something up there so if there's something in particular that you want to know about then feel free to let me know but other than that um yeah so it'll probably be the week after this this episode drops and then the next episode drops then the episode I had originally played for this week is gonna drop so yeah stay tuned for that and please 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 follow me on Instagram. <laughs> okay. Tell you that's where you're gonna get most of your um, updates. Because I'm not really like a Twitter person. I don't do Twitter. I, I'm not I don't understand Twitter. It doesn't make sense to me. And I, I mean, I have a Snapchat, but I don't really use it. So Instagram is where I'm at. Facebook, I don't really like so. It's okay. Let's go right ahead and get into the episode, shall we? All right. So number one, being humble doesn't mean disrespecting your accomplishments. I've said this before in the past, you know, I always talk about how I am humble to a fault and it's hard for me to talk about my own accomplishments a lot of the time. It's one of my greatest strengths, but also one of my biggest downfalls, right? And I don't know, I think I just have like this notion that in order to avoid being arrogant or being perceived as arrogant, I have to be humble to the point of just like downplaying my own success or just trying to say it's not as important as someone else's, you know what I mean? And basically what I'm trying to say is I dim my own shine in order to make someone else feel less intimidated and it's not right. I work hard for everything in my life and I deserve to be celebrated even if that means having to do it by myself which I'm starting to realize like sometimes I'm gonna have to celebrate myself other people aren't gonna do that and I can't really expect them to and usually when you're being humble that doesn't mean you have to make yourself small either you can be humble but also be proud of what you have going on 
And that's something I'm trying to work at because it's like, how can I expect to get to where I want to go in life if I'm not proud of how far I've come? It's easier said than done, right? I'm still learning. I'm still trying to figure that out. But I understand this. It's just a matter of trying to implement it into my life, okay? (laughs) So if you're like me and you're one of those people who probably has a hard time talking about their own successes or accomplishments or has a hard time celebrating their own successes and accomplishments, whether that's just because of other people or maybe because you, you just feel uncomfortable with the idea of celebrating yourself, don't don't do that you can still be humble but you should still be proud of how far you've come because like that's still a lot that's still important that still matters even if other people don't necessarily think the same thing or they want to think oh this this girl's arrogant or that's what they think then they suck (laughs) okay I like throwing in people's face but you shouldn't be scared to be honest about um accomplishments it's that simple so number two When someone shows you who they are the first time, believe them. Never fall in love with an idea. And this is a new one, okay? Uh, This actually came to me the other day after I was having a conversation with my mom about my last relationship, which if you, you, at this point, I think y'all already know I am a single woman, so yay. It's so weird being back in the, being back in the hoe phase, although I'm not really a hoe, but like, (laughs) it's very, it's very interesting trying to be back into uh a single lifestyle because i i really honestly haven't been single that long um usually i've only been single for like a month this is probably the longest i've been single for real and i'm kind of okay with it (laughs) i'm all right with it but that's not really the point so the thing is i haven't really told the story on this podcast just because it hasn't really come up um but i just felt the need to share this one i felt like it fit with this particular lesson so it is what it is. I know this person probably doesn't even listen to this anymore. And even if you do, well, that's fine. <laughs> it's totally cool, bro. Just, you know, shouldn't have did the things you did. That's all I'm going to say. But in case y'all didn't know, uh, last year, it was like right before school was about to start. My apartment flooded. So I was I was about to move into, or I just moved into. No, this is what's even worse about it. I had just moved into this apartment, right? Already there was a couple problems, right? With, you know, just where it was located, it being kind of dirty when we walked in. There were certain things that, like, light bulbs were out. Just little shit that was, like, really irritating when you just got done moving in and just got done being trapped in (laughs) a giant, like, circle of people who don't know how to drive right because it was in like this really tiny space or the spot um so people were coming in and then couldn't get out so that even was more annoying even on its own but that's not besides the point so I get moved in everything's going okay my roommates are nice we're just trying to make the best of it I leave to go hang out with one of my friends right next thing you know I get a message from one of my roommates in the group chat and she's like hey guys the apartment flooded what I remember looking at my phone like, ayo, what? (laughs) What do you mean the apartment flooded? She sent a picture. Now, the water wasn't super high, okay? It's not like it literally was like to her knees or anything, but it was enough to where I felt the need to, one, go get my stuff, and two, it it pretty much messed up the carpets and everything. Like, yeah, there was no way anybody could stay in there at all, like, or we even move back in because I couldn't move back into that because I'm allergic to like mold and stuff like that. And I don't know how well they would have cleaned it. So I wasn't even going to put myself through that pain. But that's not the point here. So 
my apartment floods. I'm freaking out because now I'm like, where am I going to go? Because I just got done staying with my friend for three days before I moved into my apartment because she actually lived in the same complex, but uh, I wasn't able to move into my apartment early enough. So I had to stay with her for three days so I could go, you know, to work, right? Because where I was working, they had like a, you were required to be there because they had like a move in day or days really um, to help students move in. So you had to be there. There was no really no option, even if it didn't matter. So I had no choice but to be there. So I'm staying, I stayed with my friend for three days. I literally just left and, you know, I'm thinking, okay, we're going to be great. So I didn't want to impede by staying with her again. Cause I was like, no, nah, I don't, I don't want to stay with you for three days. That was enough. So no, nah, I'm not going to do that. I didn't have any family around that I could have stayed with. Um, cause I think the only family I had like in driving distance, we weren't speaking to at that time. So Plus, I don't, I didn't really feel that comfortable going to them anyway. So I was like, no, right? <laughs> that option's out. Then my mom is an hour away and I had classes starting that day and work. So I couldn't leave. I was like, okay, well, I can't drive an hour back home with all my stuff in my car and then try to drive back and commute. No, I wasn't going to do all that. That was too much. And I had just really started learning to drive on the highway. So I wasn't even that comfortable driving on the highway. So I was like, that option's out. That's like a last resort. So now we're down to two options. Either I stay with my boyfriend or I stay in a hotel. Of course, I choose the boyfriend because why not? You're five minutes down the road. I I don't know how long I'm going to stay with you, but I would think that you would be kind of okay with it, right? And I know that if it was if it was you in that situation, I'd have been like, hey, yo, you can stay with me as long as you want. We'll figure it out. Do you need help moving your stuff out, right? That's how I operate. But And I figured, oh, that's how you're going to operate. No, that's not how he operates at all. So I call him and I'm like, hey, my apartment flooded and stuff like that. And I don't have anywhere to stay. Do you mind if I stay with you? And guess what his first response was out his mouth? Not, yeah, sure. Not, oh my God, are you serious? Are you good? Do you need help moving your stuff out? What can I do for you? It was, or yeah, come over right away type shit. Nah, it was a, oh, well, I haven't really talked to my roommate yet and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, how long are you going to even be staying for? And da, 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 da. And I'm just kind of like in my head, like, ayo, why does it matter? Like, first, and then needless, this is a side note, but he never spoke to his roommate after that. And I was always over. We were loud. That boy never spoke. So it's just like, why would you not? And even if you didn't talk to your roommate, you could have just texted him and said, hey, look, girlfriend, apartment flooded. She's going to be staying with us for a day or two. Cool. If anybody got a problem with that, I mean, that's on it. That's whatever. But I just let it go because I was just kind of like, okay, fine. That's your place or whatever. That's your rules. And okay, fine. I'm not going to sit here and argue with you about it. But I just remember thinking in that moment, like, I'll never ask you for anything again. Like, I, I felt so like, why would you do that? Like, why would you... Why would that be your first response? Why would you not be more willing to be like, hey, I got you type? Like, why would you not? So I, I just remember walking away with that feeling of like, I'll never ask you for anything again. Right. And I was mad. I was very mad. So I ended up having to get a hotel anyway in the dark. <laughs> and then he wanted to come back later, like the next couple of days later after the whole situation got resolved and be like, well, well you could have you could have just called me and stayed with me. I'm like, I did call you. I did ask you to stay with you. And that was your response. So why would I want to call you again to see if I can stay with you? After I've exhausted all my options, that's just fucked up, 
no, I'm not going to do that. Now I don't feel welcome. You know what I mean? And it's not like I remember him really checking on me like that and being like, hey, are you okay? Like, he ain't really call again from what I remember and was, like, really, like, trying to blow up my phone to make sure I was good. Like, nah, you ain't even do that. So that's where I was like, where's the respect? Where's the, where's the... Where's this whole, oh, I really like you type energy? Where did that go? That was just, it was cold. It was callous. It was mean. Like, I was like, wow, like, that's really how it is? I don't know. So, anyways, I should have known then, and I think I knew then, but I tried to just, like, pretend that, oh, okay, it is what it is. It was just a moment. But that moment really said more about his character than anything, you know what I mean? And I should have known then that he wasn't really the right person, and honestly that pattern of not showing up when it was needed actually kept showing up in our relationship like it it never went away the same vibe the same feeling but in different situations like I know he wasn't he was before he broke up with me he wasn't even gonna hang out with me on my birthday I know my birthday's on Mother's Day that's fine but like you couldn't even hang out with me like the day before or anything like I know we were gonna do something before but you couldn't hang out with me the day before and I was like, dude, come on. I know it's a busy time, but nigga, <laughs> you couldn't even try to do that. So it just, there was just a lot of different moments where he wasn't as present as he should have been or wasn't as willing to drop what he was doing for me, even though I would be willing to do the same for him. You know what I mean? So I, I don't know. And it continued that throughout the whole relationship and it was just always centered around him and his happiness and his boundaries and his schedule and his that and his this and a lot of the time it felt like my wants and needs weren't at weren't met as much you know not as they should have been and not where they mattered like I just pretended I just swallowed it back I, I just always said that's just him right okay fine I'm not gonna argue with it you're busy you're this I made excuses but in all actuality a lot of the stuff he did he shouldn't have done and it's just kind of like why would you you know what I mean it was wrong and I shouldn't have made excuses for that you know what I mean I knew then I knew deep down then there were little things I always just picked up on I knew they were wrong I knew they were off but I just said oh that's just him and I I fell in love with an idea instead of paying attention to the little things and I fell in love with this need to be loved to have somebody who actually cared you know after that string of messed up relationships I just wanted somebody who actually cared so I just I just kind of accepted it and you know took what little things he did that I guess were quote-unquote gentlemanly and I just over exaggerated and just fell in love with this perception that I made up um, even though deep down there were things he was doing that wasn't right and I knew deep down that I deserved better than what he was doing even if it wasn't as bad as the others it still was, wasn't right, you know what I mean? So basically what I'm trying to say is that when someone shows you their true character, you believe them the first time, okay? Nine times out of ten, it's not going to change, and it's going to keep showing up in different ways. And that doesn't necessarily make them a bad person, but don't let your need to see the good in somebody blind you from the truth. And I think this is something that I need to learn out of everybody, and I think some other people probably need to learn too, so... If you're like me, then I hope that little nugget of wisdom actually helps you out. All right. So number three, still waters run deep. You can thank my mom for this little nugget of wisdom. She actually told me this the other day. And basically what this means is that you need to be careful of people that 
not necessarily are like quiet but like just abnormally and people who are difficult to read because I've had I've had two people like that in my life where they were just difficult to read and you never could really get, get a gauge on who they were like they were showing you something different but like deep down it's like I think you're a different type of person and I can't like get a read on you or get a gauge. Still waters run just as deep as ones that flow so be mindful of those people because they can be dangerous trust me because like they know how to hide they know how to manipulate they know how to convince you that they're a certain type of person when in reality that's not even who they are so be mindful of those type of people number four live in the present accept the moments that come to you and leave them in the past another nugget of wisdom from my mother so i struggle with living in the present and maybe that's just the writer in me maybe that's the overthinker i don't know but i just have a hard time letting go and living in the unknown being present is something i haven't really mastered yet and a lot of the time i wonder if i ever will but i hope that one day i do but I still want to put this on the list because I feel like this is a huge step to mastering the art of accepting things as they are and not letting them hold you back. And it's a way to keep you from holding grudges and perpetuating your own trauma onto the next person. And it helps with healing, too, or some form of healing, I guess. Um, and it's also a huge step to leaving behind expectations because the more expectations you have, the more disappointed you become. Because people are never going to be who you expect them to be. People just can't live up to these imaginary, like, standards that you hold them to in your head. And, you know, people are going to be people. And the sooner you learn that, the better. You know what I mean? You can't. People are just going to do what they want to do, even if you don't like it. Even if you're like, why would you? People are people. And it doesn't mean to be bitter. And it doesn't mean to stop loving. And it doesn't mean avoiding disappointment by not living your life. It just means accepting the good when it comes, the bad when it comes, and letting them stay in the past. And it means not expecting more than what's in front of you from somebody. You know what I mean? Don't ask for more than what they can give. Just take what it is at that moment and cherish it and keep it pushing. And I'm still learning this one, so I'm not really coming from a place of, oh yeah, I totally figured it out, guys. I'm coming from a place of realization, a place of clarity, and I wanted to share this with the hope that somebody else might figure it out faster than me. So, yeah, if you can figure it out faster, shout out to you, bro. All right, so number five, some people are pints and some people are gallons. And I think by now, you know, my mom is full of wisdom, right? This is one of the first lessons I remember her teaching me. And this basically means that some people are pints. So those are the type of people that have, they have love to give, but it's, but it's like, it's, it's a pint. I mean, they can only give so much love, right? And that's only so much love that they can express. And other people are gallons, meaning they have a lot of love to give and they always need a lot of love in return to feel full, to feel whole, to feel this, right? For example, I'm a gallon. At least I like to think I am. I mean, I'm a pretty loving person. And I've started to realize that my dad is a pint doesn't make him a bad person, but he's a pint, okay? And I used to feel some type of way a lot of the time when he didn't show his love the same way I did because it's like, I'm pouring all I can into you and you're not reciprocating the same effort. So it wasn't until I realized that he was giving all he had that I started to look at our relationship differently. And, you know, I know he loves me, but just in his own way. And even though I might need more than that, I can recognize that he's giving me all that he's capable of giving, right? Of course, this is still a work in progress, even as I write this. You know, our relationship still is 
you know, we're still working on it. But I just take what I get from him in those moments and I let that drive our relationship instead of letting resentment keep us from being communicative with each other. And it doesn't mean I don't wish that things were different. And I don't, it's not that I don't wish that my dad was a little more like open about how he feels, but I'm just kind of more at peace with who he is. And I'm just kind of learning to deal with that and move accordingly. So, yeah, but that doesn't mean that you should still accept mistreatment or that you should continue a relationship that doesn't serve you. But if someone is trying to love you and they're doing it in a, as much of a positive way as they can, then just try to have a little extra patience. You know what I mean? Things like that take time. Number six, don't accept less than what you deserve. Again, I'm still learning this lesson and I've been reminded of it over the last couple of weeks because people are trying my patience. Like, they're trying my patience. I have very little to begin with, okay? Very little. So to keep trying what little patience I have left is, yeah, not going to work out for you. But ooh, there was a gnat, by the way. What? It literally flew to my face. Like, I know I'm pretty, but Jesus Christ, like, there's no need for all that. That's just disrespectful. Mad disrespectful. Anyways, not the point. So I've accepted less than what I deserve from romantic relationships and friendships. So this isn't excluded. And I feel like this is just a common theme in my life because I'm always trying to give people the benefit of the doubt. So like I said earlier, I'm always trying to see the good in people to a fault. <laughs> okay. Uh, I put people on pedestals too much. And I always try to help them if I can because that's just who I am and each time those people are giving me less and less in return and it's not that I do things with the intent to get something back it's just like I would just hope that you would give me the same energy like if I'm giving you like 100% energy I would expect 100% energy back you know what I mean like not I'll give you 100% you give me like 30 it just didn't work out like that because the things you do to me I wouldn't do to you so it's like why why do that and I'm not saying I'm perfect because trust me, I've, I've done it too, but I, I'm trying my best. Okay. We're all trying our best in this world, but I, I try to be as conscious as I can about it. Cause I, I understand that sometimes I do the same thing to other people that I love and it's not right, but I try to recognize it and I try to rectify it where I can. But I think the problem is when people do it to you, notice they're doing it to you, but don't try to rectify it. That's where, that's where it starts. There's like a big disconnect, right? And I don't know if I'm going to really share every single situation, but I will say that I am disappointed in people taking me for granted and I'm disappointed in myself for letting them do that. And there's just no reason why I go out of my way to make people happy and then they can't do the same for me when it matters and it's fucked up and I'm over it. <laughs> so yeah, I'm a little over it now. And the thing is, I don't, deserve to be treated that way so I don't want to accept it anymore <laughs> it's a work in progress like everything is but you know the more I see people for who they are the less I want them around and the less that I want to continue any relationships that don't serve me mentally or physically or spiritually like if you're not serving me bruh you gotta go you know what I mean if you're treating me fucked up you gotta go I'm not gonna sit here and keep giving you the benefit of the doubt you know what I mean you show me your character one time, I'm going. I'm just going to assume that's who you are. Maybe that's overkill, but first impressions matter. And if you show me your character, I'm going to not fuck with you. Like, I told you all that story in my online dating um, episode, which if you haven't already, go run that up and listen to it. It's very, very entertaining. I was telling a story about somebody that I've been friends with for a year, finally met in person, and then... Um, 
they ended up being the complete opposite of what I expected. And I was very upset at how they treated me considering I wouldn't have did that to them, right? Never. I would do that to nobody, but I especially wouldn't do that to them. I know they ended up texting me a couple days, not a couple days ago, like a little while ago. I never answered it back. No. I could have. I could have entertained it. I could have been a good person and could have just been like, okay, I accept the apology, even though you did what you did, but no, fuck that. No. No. Because there was just no excuse for it, and I'm not going to entertain that shit no more. So, I don't, I don't know. We'll see how that goes. Maybe if I feel in a better mood, I might, but I don't see that happening anytime soon. All right. So number seven, find people who align with who you are. I think this is an important lesson because it's imperative that you find people who align with who you are as a person. And I'm not talking about hobbies. I'm not talking about interest. I'm not talking about what your favorite food is and shit, what your favorite color. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about morals and values and how they would treat someone and if they would treat you the same way you would treat them. So if someone is doing something that doesn't align with who you are as a person or who you are at your core, you have to ask yourself if they're worth keeping around. And there have been many moments in my life where I should have thought about that and I didn't. Like how I explained with my last relationship, there was a lot of moments that I, uh, that we didn't align as people. Like me and the both of us, we were really cool, but I feel like sometimes in terms of who we are at our core, we didn't align that well. Uh, there were just certain things he did that I wouldn't have did to him and it just, yeah, it just didn't correlate right. I didn't take those steps, so I ended up feeling worse off because I think that everyone would treat me how I treat me, <laughs> but they don't. And I don't even treat myself that well, okay? I gotta do better. But there are just certain things that I'm like, I wouldn't do it to you, so like, why would you do it to me? And it just goes back to that idea of not accepting and dealing with shit that you don't deserve. All right, so number eight, feel your feelings. Emotions don't make you weak, but that doesn't mean you should let them control you either. So surprisingly, this conversation about emotions uh, has been a prominent thing recently. I actually did, had just watched a video from, who is she? Oh, this YouTuber called Lynette Adkins. If if you know her, let me know. I love her videos. If not, I will link her video down below along with Trinity's video. Or, you know, even better, I'll just link their whole channel down below. And you can watch their whole, everything, because it's really good. She spoke about how we don't always have to name our emotions and we're just observing them, but we aren't them, if that makes sense. So, like, you're, you, yeah, it feels like we are them in that moment, but we really aren't. Like, we're two completely separate things. We should be just seeing them, acknowledging them, and moving forward. So, I thought that was interesting that I came out because me and my friends had just had a conversation about emotions and how people believe that it's a bad thing to express yourself. And I think this comes from the fact that it makes them uncomfortable when you express yourself. And I, I don't know. I just think that there's this common misconception that emotions make you weak, but they don't. And it's important to feel your feelings when they come instead of trying to push them away because that's how you end up with a lot of unresolved trauma, a lot of baggage you don't unpack. It's, it becomes an issue later. So it's better to just let it out when it's there and make peace with it. So, yeah. But that doesn't mean you should let them control you either. So I think you should indulge in your feelings, but eventually you have to let them pass and you have to let them go. And I know when I was going through my little breakup and shit, I was on my sad girl, okay? I cried. I ate some ice cream. I cried in the car, you know? <laughs> I did all that, right? I whined, I bitched, I moaned. But after a while, I realized the, the clocks are still ticking. The world is still moving. I can't stay like this forever. I can't cry over you forever. You know what I mean? 
So I picked myself up and I started going outside and I just started taking it one step at a time. And now I'm okay. You know, sometimes it still hurts. Sometimes I still get sad, but I don't try to make it stop. I don't try to push it away. I don't try to be like, oh, I can't think about him. And I candidly will speak about him. I don't have a problem with it. And there are a lot of moments where I smile at things we did than where I'm sad about it. So maybe that helps and you know I don't force myself to stay in that moment like I like I feel it I'll be like damn miss you thought I missed you and then I'm over it and then I move on and then I'm living my life okay because he's moving forward without me so why am I gonna stay stuck that's stupid not gonna keep doing that so number nine you have the power to live the life you want I'm working on it <laughs> but honestly sometimes I I just want to pack my shit and just leave. Like, you ever just want to pack your bags and just go to, like, a foreign country and never come back type beat? That's where I'm at. Like, I go through this cycle of, I'm over this. Fuck capitalism. Fuck America. I want to live my life and be a fucking, uh, be a a sugar baby type vibe. Be a stripper on the pole. Like, earn cash. (laughs) Like, for real. Like, I go through this a lot. I wonder, ooh, what's, what's the point of being in school? What's the point of doing this? Like, I just want to live. I just want to vibe. I don't even want to be around here no more. Like, for real. I go through this. I've been going through this again. Because I just be looking at all the stuff I have to do. And I'm like, what is the point? Can I just, like, fucking go to Jamaica and never come back? Like, for real. I feel like life would be easier. But I don't. Things I want to do in life. So, I, <laughs> I don't. But not the point. If I wanted to, I would. You know, just want to lock my hair up, want to get crystals and tattoos and piercings and just live. Just be like, whatever. Forget all y'all. Y'all be fine without me. You know what I mean? Y'all don't need me. I don't want to deal with other people's expectations and I don't want to deal with work. I don't want to deal with bills. I fuck everything and everybody. Like, I just, I don't want to deal with friends (laughs) or drama. I just leave. Be in my solitude. Write poetry on the beach. Write my books in peace. It's how I want to be sometimes, but that's not even really the point here. But what I'm saying is that you're the creator of your own reality. So whatever you want to do that day, if you want to wake up tomorrow and shave your head off, do it. Like, if that makes you feel good about yourself, great. Go for it, sis. Bro, non-binary person. I, I You do you, for real. And of course, this is easier said than done because we also have to account for the fact that America sucks and we're in a recession. Gas is up the ass niggas don't got money like you know we gotta account for things like that I guess but like (laughs) I don't know what I'm trying to say is if there's something you want to implement into your life even if it's small take the time to do it I'm trying to work on that now and my little small thing that I'm trying to implement is going out more that's it because I normally don't go out I'm a homebody I'm an introvert that's how I am so I I just I'm just trying to do something different. Like I know I actually just went out with last week with a, somebody I'd never met before. <laughs> I just met him for the first time. I hung out with his friends that never met them before. Um and it was actually really fun. And then I visited him at work and he made me two drinks. They were really really good. So if you're listening to this, shout hi. Nice to meet you. Then I even went out to dinner with somebody I never met and that was even super fun too. I tried a new restaurant. I met somebody who was really cool and it all worked out. 
you know what I mean? And it's all because I put myself out there, you know what I mean? And I'm just creating a life. I'm just trying to make friends who align with who I am and kind of get me out of my comfort zone a little bit more. Sometimes I think we get so stuck in our comfort zone that when we're forced to be out of it, it's a problem. And I don't want to get there because I, well, I say that like I've never been there. I have. I've been at that point a lot of times in my life, but I'm trying to like not do that. So yeah, life is too short. I could die tomorrow and then I'm going to regret like not going out or not doing this or not doing that. You know what I mean? So yeah. Number 10, make memories. Now this kind of goes hand in hand with number nine, because in order to build the life you want, you have to get out there and make memories. And that's something that I cherish. I've always been that person. I've always cherished quality time over gifts and whatever the fuck, you know what I mean? Because I'm one of those people, I'm going to remember the little moments more than I'll remember what you got me for my birthday or Christmas or whatever. Like, honestly, I can't remember half the gifts I've gotten for my birthday, but I can remember those memories in those moments. So quality time is a big thing for me, and I'm starting to realize that it's not something I can do without, especially if you're important to me. Number 11, you aren't a bother. If people make you feel that way, that's on them, not you. Now, the sentence, I don't want to be a bother, has permeated my vocabulary for as long as I can remember. I don't know when the seed got planted in my head, but I don't know. I always just felt like if I expressed my needs or wants, I felt like I was bothering people and imposing myself on them. So now I just kind of like swallow what I want in order to make other people feel more comfortable. And I don't think I realized it at the time, but after a lot of conversations and soul searching, I think I did that in my last relationship, which I'm pretty sure I did. Um, Because I always try to act like it wasn't a big deal that we didn't speak all the time. Because literally, I think we would maybe... I know in the beginning, we literally would go a whole week and never speak to each other, right? But that was before we really started dating, dating. But then we exchanged snapchats and then maybe we would send a snap here and there but that was it like it's not like we really texted all day it's not like we really talked on the phone all the time the only time we really like communicated was in person and then most of the time we only met up in person maybe once a week maybe twice but usually once a week if that even though he lived like five minutes down the street and i'm like we could have studied we could have did a lot of other stuff together but it was always like oh i'm busy or i'm doing this or i'm doing that Kayla, you know I have these things going on. So I just kind of like stopped asking. And I wanted to do those things with him more. It's just like I didn't want to be a bother. And so I just convinced myself that was what I wanted. And that, you know, oh, yeah, uh, it's fine. I'm the same way. And da, 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 or, oh, well, he's just busy. He's this, he's that. and da, 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 da. But I think deep down I always said, or I always felt like I was still bothering him, which is why I always used to say, oh, I don't want to be a bother. I don't want to keep you. I don't want to do this, da 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 And he would always be like, oh, well, you're not a bother. But I'm like, deep down, I felt like one. And maybe it's because of how you made me feel about that, you know? And I just always felt like if I went outside our little scheduled bubble, it was wrong. So I just stopped, you know what I mean? And sometimes I feel this way with my friends too, but I feel like that wasn't from like anything they, well... I think it's more from not having my needs met in the first place. So then I just kind of assume that it never will be. And that if I ask for it, it's a bad thing. So I don't. And I just kind of keep it to myself. But if someone makes you feel like a bother and if you try to communicate that, then it's on them, not you. 
And I guess this is something I'm trying to work on because this is so ingrained in my psyche and I have no idea where it came from. It just has been this way for as long as I could even remember. And I think that writing this down is a good thing um, to start kind of reframing that mindset because my needs do matter and I do matter and I'm not a bother to the people around me. And if I am a bother to the people around me, then maybe they're not the right people. So, yeah. Number 12 don't let your fear keep you from experiencing what life has to offer. Most of the time, it's your anxiety holding you back. I can't tell you how many times I've let my anxiety and fear hold me back from experiencing the world. And it's been quite a bit. There's been a lot of moments in my life that I could have done something different, but I let myself, I kept myself from doing it from fear. And I was like, but wait, it could have been a good thing and you never know. You could have met someone else and you never know. You know what I mean? So even though it's scary, it might work out sometimes and sometimes it won't, but that's okay. You just keep trying anyways. Now, of course, be safe about this. Don't be stupid. Be safe. Even though I still kind of struggle with this now, lately I've been trying to, and I already said I've met a lot of really great people and I've done a lot of things I normally wouldn't do. So it's been working out. Now, some haven't, and that's fine. Nothing wrong with that. Sometimes things just don't work out. But from the few that have, it shows that there's some level of success from just trying to do better. So, yeah, I'm just going to keep that up. So, number 13, it changes the only constant. Ironically, this is not my own. <laughs> I heard this from a YouTuber and said YouTuber is the one who inspired this podcast episode. I will link her podcast episode link somewhere in there. But anyways, um... She talked about this in one of her episodes and it made the list because one of my biggest fears is change. Okay. I'm not going to lie to you as a Taurus. I'm hard headed as fuck. I don't like things being thrown at me. I don't like new situations. I don't like any of that. Right. Change makes me anxious. Change frightens me. Okay. Change is dreadful to me because I don't know what to expect next. And I'm one of those people who likes to kind of be prepared. So it, it's terrifying but knowing that change is the only constant thing in your life makes me want to embrace it more because life is all about that change and the more you try to fight it and fight against it the more painful it will be like the more it's going to do more harm than good if you keep fighting against it so at some point you might as well just be like fuck it we balling bro (laughs) that's the energy you gotta kind of adopt so hearing that quote it made me want to adopt that more and just be more calm about changing things and be more willing to go with the flow that makes sense number 14 i feel like you're gonna know which one it is but maybe not comparison is the thief of joy i've said this a thousand times on this podcast and in my blogs but it is so important to remember because we live in a world full of comparisons The only thing you can do is focus on yourself and what you're doing. And the more you sit there and try to compare your success or your life to other people's, it's only going to steal your joy away. And ironically, you think I would have learned this by now? I'm still learning. I just was yesterday talking about how, oh, I'm not where I need to be, but I look at this other person and blah, blah, blah. It's like I understand it, but sometimes you can't help but think that way as a human being. But it's just a matter of trying to remind yourself that, hey, dude, you're doing okay. You're doing fine. Stop stressing. Things will come in due time. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying I'm, like I said, I'm not saying I'm perfect at it. But more you try to remember that, the better it will be in the long run. I'm I'm telling you. All right. So number 15, 
never judge a tree by the fruit it bears, but by the fruit it talks about. Now, I heard this years ago from my mom, who heard it from this motivational speaker named Les Brown. I don't know if you guys have heard of him, but he's really good. I recommend him. But this quote always stuck with me because it came to me during a time when I needed it the most. And you all know about Johnny. And if you don't know about Johnny, go back to some of my other episodes. I've talked about him a few times. But Johnny was my little toxic ex in high school because I feel like we all have that one toxic ex you know what I mean I don't think we've ever escaped it and if you if you pretty much have gone through your whole life so far and haven't dealt with one toxic piece of shit congratulations you don't want it it's not fun but if you have and you're in the boat that I'm in then you probably remember the constant promises of oh I'm gonna change and oh I'm sorry and oh I'll never do it again only to never see anything come out of it and it's just the same bs over and over again until somebody gets tired of playing the game I dealt with that over and over and over again and what's worse is that he knew he was being an emotionally abusive prick but he just did nothing to fix it and that just shows that you didn't care about anyone and I was like wow It was worse knowing he knew and he just didn't care. Like, it's one thing if you didn't realize it, which I feel like most do realize they're abusive. Like, let's be honest. But to know you know that and then you're just like, I want to continue anyway. Ridiculous. But that's not the point of this part. Basically, what I'm saying is that this can also apply to people who say they want to do a thousand and one things and then never actually follow through. And execution is like a foreign concept to them. They're all talk and no action. So if you deal with people who are all talk and no action... Take notes, reevaluate. It's not healthy. You know, you don't, you don't, you basically judge people by what they produce. You know what I mean? If they say they're going to do something and then produce results, cool. But if they say they're going to do something and then don't follow through, there's a problem. Again, not saying I'm perfect. Okay. <laughs> not saying I'm perfect at all because I've done this several times. I did this recently. But there was a reason why. But I did this recently. So this is what I'm saying. Like, it happens to the best of us. No one's perfect. Humans are flawed, right? But if you can at least make a conscious effort to not be that person, then that's all that really matters. You're going to have your fuck-ups, but, hey, just don't be like that 90% of the time. (laughs) Kind of like how BoJack Horseman is. There is no definitive good or bad person. You know what I mean? It's just people doing more good things than bad things. Or vice versa. Okay, but there's no definitive definition of like what a good person and what a bad person is because we're all, we all have something in us. Like even if you're a good person, you still have something bad about you. And even if you're a bad person, you still have something good about you. So there's no definitive measure of that. It's just a matter of how much of one thing do you do the most that determines that who you are as that person. You know what I mean? Again, I'm not here to talk about BoJack Horseman, although that is a amazing show. I fully recommend if you want an existential crisis please watch it. It is beautiful. I recommend it to anybody. It is in my top five and it's very rare for a show to make it in my top five nowadays. So if it makes it up there, top tier. So yeah. Number 16. Love is a trick word, but that doesn't mean you should stop loving anyways. I think this was one of the earlier lessons that I remember my mom teaching me because love is like the purest emotion that humans can express to each other right but that doesn't mean it doesn't come with its own set of stipulations because love is painful love can hurt love can break you love can change you 
I love you can be a trick word because you never really know what people's intentions are and words are just words. People can say that to you and treat you like shit. People can say that to you and cheat on you. People can say that to you and not mean it. I've been that person who said it to people and didn't necessarily mean it. And I've had people say it to me and then they still treated me bad. So that's what I'm saying. Like people could say I love you, but not really love you in that way. Like, you know what I mean? So I can't say wholeheartedly that any of them really loved me. A lot of their actions never really matched up to what they said. And that's why it's so important to pay attention to how someone treats you. So you're not led astray into this notion that love can save you. That love is only in three words. Love is honestly really complex love doesn't I don't think love really has a definitive definition because everybody's version of what love is is different but love definitely is more than three words and I don't want you to think that I'm just this bitter 21 year old girl who's completely apathetic to love and is telling you to never love and it's a waste of time no love can be a good thing and I think it's just important that you're mindful of who you're sharing your love with and you are mindful of how people are treating you how people are loving you you know what I mean if they are loving you wholeheartedly and their actions are matching up then cool and you know it's not coming from a um fucked up place cool good for you but if it's not matching up (laughs) then maybe they don't really mean it that way so yeah number 17 never change who you are to make someone else feel comfortable And by this, I mean, never change your essence in order to make someone else feel more at ease. If it's something that doesn't align with who you are, express that even if it makes them uncomfortable. And my mom always says that she says, I don't want to be in chaos just to give you peace. And I'm like, that makes sense because it's not really healthy in the long run. I'm used to changing big parts of myself so I'm more palatable to others. But I think it's worse when it's like the little parts that are changing, the things you wouldn't normally notice until you look back and then you're wondering why you compromise so much of your own integrity and your own self in order to make them feel better and I've done that with quite a few people where I just I I would make myself small in order to make them feel better about themselves and I would feel bad and horrible about myself for doing that and I don't want to do that again because I've done it too many times so I'm going to try to remember this, and if you're going through the same thing, try to remember it too. And even better, if you go onto my blog post, I actually have a uh, quote (laughs) from Instagram that I screenshotted this morning that I felt was really applicable. It literally popped up on my feed, and I was like, this is perfect, I'm going to share this, so feel free to uh, take a glance. Number 18, boundaries are important, don't be afraid to set them. Setting boundaries is important to protect your peace. And that can look like no to things that you don't want to do. Maybe lightly checking someone when they disrespect you or choosing to love people at a distance. I've set boundaries in the past, but I struggle with reinforcing them because there's been a couple times in my life where I would set like a really firm fucking boundary and then people would still push past them (laughs) regardless. And I would just relent because I'm like, maybe I want to avoid a fight with them. Maybe I didn't want to make them upset and... At the end of the day, it always became a, but at the end of the day, it was always at a detriment to my own sanity. So don't be like me. I'm telling you, it's not a healthy thing. And if you're constantly respecting others' boundaries, but they can't respect yours, then there's a problem with that. So pay attention to moments like that too, because those probably aren't the right people in your life. Number 19, always be true to yourself, even if it makes other people feel uncomfortable. 
I feel like the people who judge you for being yourself are the type of people who never figured out who they really are. And they are the type of people who are too afraid to show their truest form. And those type of people don't know how to nurture those who are unapologetic. So the only thing they know how to do is bring you down to their level. Anyone who doesn't like you for being you doesn't need to be in your circle. And anyone who tries to change you into their image isn't the right person for you either. And it's crazy because I actually remember dating this guy a long time ago who always said he wanted people to accept him for who he was. But then when it came down to practicing what he preached, he couldn't fucking do it. He, you know, he always tried to change me to tell me that I should be this and shouldn't be that. And I needed to dress better and he was going to elevate my style. And I was like, no. And he was infatuated with this idea of me that he created in his head that it kept him from really getting to know who I really was. And I came with as much authenticity as I could. Like, I tend to be myself kind of out the gate for the most part. So I don't think who I was matched up with his image. I'm uncomfortable to see someone who was so at home in their skin because he had never felt that way about himself. He still was uncomfortable with himself. He still was insecure about himself. So it's like, how could you be okay being around somebody who's not like that? So needless to say, it didn't really last long, and I just learned to stop hiding that. And I learned to stop letting people try and change me. So if you have a problem with that, then that's fine. You know, there are plenty of people out there who love and will love me for who I am, and they won't try to box me in. And the same goes for you, too. All right, number 20. Healing isn't linear. And I can't remember where I heard this from originally, but it's stuck with me for a very long time. You know, I know we always have this idea that you go through something, you might be fucked up for a little bit, and then boom, you're magically healed until the next thing, and then it, the cycle just repeats. But healing isn't linear. It's not how it works. It may be straight one day, and then it may be a circle the next, <laughs> okay? You're going to have days where whatever tragedy you went through doesn't bother you, and other days it's going to hurt, and it's going to ache. But don't think that bad days mean that you haven't healed, because you have. It's not something that's going to go away, but it's something that you learn to manage, to live with, to make a companion out of. You guys come to an understanding. And I think that when you've made enough peace with whatever happened to where the bad days seem far and few in between, that's where true healing lies. And I think that's probably the closest that we'll all ever get to that. And the last one, number 21. Some people are here for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. And this is really applicable because I've lost and gained people over the last couple of years, especially recently. So I think everyone's probably heard this at least once in your, in your life, but it's very true. People come and go all the time. That's just what they're going to do. Some people are here to teach you a lesson. Maybe you're supposed to teach them something. Maybe they're there for a specific point in your life, and then maybe they're not. And if you're lucky, they will stay with you your whole life. And and I guess I like this quote because it makes me remember that we're all just individuals living a human experience and we can't hold on to people and make them stay as much as we want to keep certain people around because of how they made us feel at that moment. You can't do that. It's not how it works. It's not how life functions. You know, if it functioned like that, then things would be different, but that's not how it works. So it just reminds me to keep moving forward and to keep loving anyway. So what are my final thoughts? I just want to say thank you to the people who decided to listen and or read this post. And I hope that you guys take something away from this. And I'm sure when I reach 22, these lessons might change. 
I might not even think these are as important as they are now, but as of right now, they matter. And that's all, that's pretty much the most important thing. So if you would love to share a lesson that you've learned uh, down in the comments, feel free. Also feel free to rate this podcast as well because it actually helps me a lot, please. Or even better, if you just don't feel comfortable having it on here and you would rather it be person or private, then feel free to go ahead and DM me on uh, my Instagram page and we can chit chat from there. I feel like that would be great. Because I want to know, you know, what lessons have you learned? What what things have changed your life? What things have shaped your perspective? These are all the things that have shaped my perspective. But I know everyone has something different. Feel free to share. I would love to know. Maybe I might even learn something new from you. I think that's kind of cool. Because <laughs> we're all kind of learning from each other. So I hope that you guys had fun with this episode. I had fun with this episode. Please stay tuned for a writing-related episode next week, and I hope that you guys have a great rest of your week. I hope you guys stay safe, stay healthy, and stay gorgeous and or fabulous because I interchange it, and I will see you next time. Bye!